Hey guys, welcome back to All Packed what Up. What up? We got a super, a uh, little bit different episode today. A little we... bit different, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on on par. Uh, who do we have, Hunter? Today we're going to have our commandant, <laughs> our <laughs> fearless leader, El Jefe <laughs> himself, Kansas Sarton, Presidente. with his daughter, his eldest daughter, I believe, Afton. Right. They just got back from a pretty long road trip. Yes. You know, here at Pack Meal, we're all about getting out on the road, baby. And uh, we're not just we don't just say it. We live it. And so Kansas took his daughter out. I think they went up into the Utah, Utah, into. I mean, honestly, you know what? They're going to tell us. Yeah, they're going to tell us all about it. They're going to tell us. Yeah, I know nothing, and I'm excited to hear. It's just always cool to hear about. You know, I I got I got a son. You got a son, Coleman. Uh, Negative. You got a dog. Do. You got dogs. So Coleman's always like, man, I would just love to take my dog out on the yeah. the wild frontier and show him the places. Same for me and my son. But you know what? Yeah. I don't really ever get around to doing it. Yeah. And here's a man we're going to interview who actually gets around to doing it. Yeah. And does. so uh, we're going to hear all about it. Super inspiring. Hopefully learn a little bit about that area and, and what they got into and like the ins and outs of, of how to. Caverns. Um, yeah. How to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. How to do it uh, on a budget. Potentially, and how to do it just easily. I think they took their camper truck, um, which is can attest uh, a good time. Don't so, spoil. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it out. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, uh, anywho, what's new with Pack? What Meal? else is new? What else is new with Pack Meal? Educate, inspire. I know we've been talking about it. Dropping a new video. Well, soon. not today, but soon. Yeah. Um, we got some other new stuff coming out with that. We got some new. Other new things coming out at Pack Meal, so stay Ooh, tuned. That's right. I won't drop any more hints than that. But. Uh, potentially, though, by the time this uh, airs, actually, I can go ahead and say that uh, if you are a scout owner, go check out the new Hitchin Post for you guys. Woo! It is. Yeah, you can hang that sucker like a piece of art. You know what I'm saying? Officially, yeah. Anywho, as always, if you have stories, uh, we love reading those. Uh, seeing pictures of you guys on the road. Man, send them in. Um, send them in. We'd love to talk about it. Love to talk about it. Uh, with that being said, Kansas and Afton start. Let's get to it. Uh, hi guys hey man welcome to all packed up uh you want to introduce the heir to the throne (laughs) (laughs) well uh this is afton my oldest daughter she's 17 is a senior this year uh going into her senior year and um so i only have one summer left after this summer with her and um wow (laughs) right in the fields crazy and yeah. so i was like man we haven't done a trip where do you want to go okay so that was kind of the first thing behind where we where y'all want to go yes uh, and then the other part's a little bit shameful it's very much my generation um i saw a tiktok of there's a the mount carmel the beginning time. of like most stories oh yeah yeah are, i saw a tiktok yes so um yeah, I saw a TikTok of this girl driving through the Mount Carmel Tunnel, and that's uh, it's a highway that goes. Oh. It's the only highway that goes through Zion, um, and so to get into the park from the east. From the east, well, either yes. way, but the prettiest way is to go in through the east. Is you drive through this tunnel, and then you know it's super blinding lights, about a mile long, and then as soon as you get out, you just see these like soaring cliffs and it's gorgeous uh, it kind of so, opens up yes wow that's cool and it was you know it was a really cool tiktok and <laughs> it's so ridiculous that i had to say hey, that but i mean you know t- it maybe, got us there it's good for something i guess yeah, yeah yeah and what's so funny about it is i didn't realize she had chosen zion because of that video until like we come out of the tunnel <laughs> and she and she was so excited about we have to go drive through this tunnel and this whole thing <laughs> And we yeah. come through, and she she said something about you know I saw it on TikTok. I just yeah. had to come see Zion. I was like, wait, yeah, we drove to Zion because of the tunnel. That's yeah. how you chose Zion. She's like, yeah. well, it then inspired I mean, me to look at other pictures of Zion and some yeah. other things, yeah. and I thought it looked great. There you go. In my defense, the view from that tunnel is freaking incredible. So yeah, 
you know. I'm just laughing at like after you walking into like the the living room and being like, Dad, I'd love to like go to Zion and he gets just, so oh. pumped. Yeah, yeah. Was, he's like, I've been waiting for this day. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, I was like, damn. And great. you better believe that I totally got a t- video too. So yeah, yeah. I've got an identical we'll video. We'll plug that in. Yes. Yeah. Right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so take us to the beginning, um, like as far as planning and, and the preparation that went into it or lack of preparation. I don't know. Uh, well, it was a lot of planning and I feel like it, you know, at work there was so much stuff going on that normally I'm, I'm able to like go yeah. home and start turning those wheels my brain was just super foggy with everything going on. Yeah. And uh, so it was really hard. At, I mean, it was maybe two weeks before we were leaving when I finally was like, man, I got to figure this thing out. And uh, started doing some research and trying to figure out where we're going, what's our route, where are we stopping, what are our activities, kind of the whole deal. And so um, we knew we were camping the whole time, and we took the rig with the four-wheel camper in the back. Different than what we did with Tessa and Noah because – those trips, well, Tessa's small, you know, and she's pretty easy. So we both fit in the back of the forerunner for right. five days pretty easily. Noah and I were, you know, we did the Grand Canyon, but then we were in Vegas for SEMA for a couple of days and we had a stop. We were at the manufacturer. Uh, uh, so there were lots of like different stops along the way where it wasn't really conducive to camping the whole time. But this trip was purely just Afton and I for, for all. 10 days. Wow. 11, yeah. And uh, 11 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and a half. 11 days and six Three hours. Three hours. Yeah. Yeah. counted, right? 34 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, we just needed more amenities and more room and all this. Yeah. So you things. take the rig. Took the rig. Big rig. Yeah. Diesel prices came down, so that was nice as well. <laughs> and so um, we, uh, we decided to route i-10 going west and then come up through the the uh, western side of gila national forest mm-hmm. in arizona um, and it was like yeah. a five minute difference um oh to go through that way yes wait wait, wait. gila's in new mexico yes it is the other option was to go further up north and then go north never eat soggy waffles <laughs> northwest <laughs> go northwest gotcha. kind of through more of the what my boyfriend likes to call the armpit of New Mexico and Utah and all that area. Yeah. Um, armpit of America. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So like Route 66. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to this armpit thing. <laughs> I don't. What part Just did like, we drive through that was an armpit? We we didn't. Oh. That's why we went the Gila National Forest route. It's because I was looking at the map. And I was like, oh, look, Dad, there's a forest over here. So it might be, you know, prettier scenery than where we're going to go, you know. Than the it, other option. The shorter route. Right, yes. Right, 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 so right. then we just kind of decided to, you know, add that five minutes to the trip and cut through Gila. Yeah. We're going to have to do an armpit drive just to qualify what an <laughs> armpit looks like. Uh, apologies to all our armpit of New Mexico customers <laughs> out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they know it. <laughs> Man, there's a beauty in some of that space. Yeah. That's right. It's in the eyes of the older one, I'd say. Sure. Um, yeah. So we went to Gila and I'm totally brain farting that Gillas in New Mexico or if it's in Arizona. It's Maybe in, our producer can double check it for us. It's in New Mexico. Okay. We're right on the border of New Mexico and Arizona. We're on mile three, which is where we ended up pulling off to camp. Um, and yeah, it was very upper corner of New Mexico. And then we drove in Arizona like 10 minutes later or something. Crazy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Let me go back a little bit after what were kind of your expectations of the trip Maybe expectations for yourself, for, uh, I don't know, being with dad for 10 and a half days, maybe all of it. You know, it was kind of surprising to me. I'm a planner like my dad. Um, no. But I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shocker. Yeah. But I went into this trip with zero expectations, which I kept sitting back and wondering, you know, why am I so calm about this? Why is there nothing that I'm worried about? Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't worry about, oh, my gosh, did I not pack something or yeah. what are we going to do? I just kind of was went, around, went along for the ride, and I yeah. really liked that because it ended up being an incredible experience, and I didn't, you know, have my hopes up too high or too low. Yeah. And, yeah, cool. it was pretty awesome. It was just, you know, you go and see and do. Yeah. There's no way to prepare for it. 
really, in my opinion, because yeah. I had never been to that part of the United States and I had never done a camping trip like this. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like going the reins. Like he's, you know, just trusting that. Exactly. Gonna, yeah. yeah. Gonna, and then I heard the right. itinerary and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, with all trips like this, you know, part of part of the trip is the adventure not really having every detail completely ironed out like there's some flexibility in it yeah and so staying in gila national forest <laughs> i didn't look <laughs> <laughs> i saw the That's producer the over there look, looking it up and I, she wasn't even looking that up my bad uh <laughs> Well, it's going to drive me crazy. So that's that's cute. But I'm right though. <laughs> Googling now. Googling now. Uh, in any event, so our plan was to get to Flagstaff area the first mm. night. Full 16 hour drive. It's in New Mexico, as Afton said. Mm, thank you. In uh, thank you. north, yeah. uh, northern, northwestern New Mexico. Now, no, don't get crazy. We found northeastern New Mexico. Yeah. Mate. Yeah. I'm tired of thinking about Anywho. that part. <laughs> We're going to move on. I'm going to pull up the map for the video <laughs> in just a second to help orient myself a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, we, as we left El Paso and Las Cruces, we headed north, north, northwest, Gila National Forest. Beautiful place. A buddy of mine uh, who's maybe listening, uh, uh, J.W. Fields, his backpack there before, and I'd heard him going through there. Beautiful Ponderosa National Forest. And so we decided, hey, it's uh, we're in this really great looking area. Uh, we've probably got three or so more hours of driving left, but it's like eight o'clock. Well, maybe let's stop and get, cook some dinner, go for a walk, kind of stretch it out. So at least all that's done. So whenever we get to wherever we're going to show up at, which we didn't really have a destination space we were camping in, we we're just looking for public lands. We can just park, climb in the back and shut it down. And so um, we you know, pull up our Onyx map. We realize there's, you know, this is all the forest and there's an entry coming up. We peel in, pull over to the side and park. And um, as I get out, there's this coyote just full color and body, you know, like really pretty. And he's kind of checking yeah, us cool. out. And um, he doesn't really seem to care that we're there. He's, he's maybe 50 yards from us or something. And he kind of like walks by in some bushes and comes back out. I'm like, hey, I have to come check out this coyote. Real pretty looking at us. And then he goes across the uh, little road that's in the forest and he's only got three legs. You know, so I don't know if that's a trap or what what happened with him. But uh, he was obviously eating healthy because he was he looked incredible. Wow. And so we just kind of go walk down that road and we're just exploring, stretching legs out. And we're going to come back and eat. And we're again, the plan is to leave. As we're walking through this forest, we're just breathing, you know, like kind of exhaling after. He goes, golly, it sounds like I hear a river or a creek or something. And I sort of listen. I'm like, I don't know. A few minutes later, I'm like, yep, I hear what you're talking about. And so we walk down and we find this creek and there are these huge, smooth, black rocks. I don't even know what kind of. It was slate. I looked it up. Slate. <laughs> fact checked. Yeah, fact checked it. Uh, it's incredible having this technology because I learned about Google Lens. And so everything we didn't know, that she was like, snap, snap, snap. Wait, what's that? Google Lens. You like take a picture and Google pull up what the thing is. Mm -hmm. Like if it's a bug or it's a tree or a plant or whatever. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is like just a rock? It's like knows what? Well, I didn't Google Lens that. I, was, I looked at the rock and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that's slate. And then dad was like, okay, sure, Afton. And then I looked it up. And then I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this real pretty creek that's coming through. And all mm -hmm. these ponderosas. And then across the creek is this big meadow. And um, so we just were kind of hanging out there for a little bit. And then we're sort of walking back. I'm like, we got to camp here tonight. Like, this is where we got to stay. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's get up early tomorrow and crush out the other three hours. I mean. Yeah. We know where we're going to be. It's almost like leaving fish to go find fish. Right, right, You're not right, supposed yeah. to do that. I'm like, man, why do we it's leave this spot to go find another never, one? I'm like, yeah. let's just make this it. That's awesome. And and Afton had a, a one comment. She was like, I don't know. It's almost like let's leave the mystique here. You know, almost like not unbound. Oh, unbroken. Also, unbroken. Where he's like, I don't want to finish the last mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like thinking that. And I was like, yeah, I hear you. And we're walking back. I'm like, no. Let's camp here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice thought. This is so great. Yeah, My yeah. reasoning behind that, and I'm glad we ended up staying there because it was a really beautiful spot, was that we hadn't planned to stop there. It was a completely unmarked road. I mean, the only thing that showed any tell of the campsite was um, 
a cattle guard and ranch gates and you just pulled through it. Originally, I thought it was a ranch and then dad checked and he was said that it was BLM land. Um, but, you know, you don't really see, there was no signs of humans there. I mean, except for one plate with, you know, BB holes all through it. But other than that, there was no sign of human interference and we drove through and I mean, we walked through and then, you know, we pulled up on this beautiful place and it just felt almost wrong to be there because of just, I just wanted to leave everything as it was and I didn't want to interfere, <laughs> but you know, Kansas is like, no, nah, we're, oh yeah. <laughs> so then we ended up taking advantage of it yeah. and it was, I mean, that's the most incredible camping spot I've ever been in and that's I'm cool. sure that I ever will be in because you know, just everything lined up so perfectly for yeah, it. That's fun. And we didn't leave behind anything, so. Yeah, we was... left it the way we found it. And there was roads. We were on roads. We weren't, like, just bushwhacking. Oh, and there were yes. fire rings we found of other people that have right. camped out there. So. But other than, there was no people there. Yeah, there were no people It was there. empty. Yeah. Which was why we should be there. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> that was half the appeal. You're anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we set up that night in camp and uh, uh, had a fire going in the ring and listened to the creek going by. And I went down to go get some water to fill up our jugs, put the fire out at night. And I saw these like things moving through the water and I'd shine a light and there were little crawfish in this Creek. It was crazy. And hmm. I, I mean, it, the Creek was less than a foot deep. Oh, wow. I mean, the whole thing, it was crazy. Wow. And so, uh, anyway, it's really pretty. So then we get up the next morning and we go to the grand Canyon and, uh, oh. get to the South rim and, uh, and uh just peer out into like this god carved beauty you know i mean the colors and the levels and the expanse it's just impossible to really yeah have you seen seen it before i had only ever seen it in pictures and pictures don't do it justice yeah it was incredible and there was a haze over the entire canyon and it looked like it had been painted just because everything was kind of slightly almost just I don't even know how to describe it everything just seemed unreal yeah and I mean it's so crazy because it's flat land and then it just drops off into these you know mile deep cliffs yeah that's crazy but it was incredible it was really you have any desire to maybe hike uh rim to rim (laughs) and camp in the middle of it you know (laughs) like maybe your sister I could I could see myself doing it eventually okay um but I mean, for that moment, that was all I needed to see of it. I mean, we drove from one viewing center to another to the, just yeah. to see the That's different cool. angles and everything. But, yeah. I mean, I'd love to go back. I think it was incredible. Yeah. So you don't spend a lot of time there. You just kind of keep going. Yeah. We, we yeah, break I mean, for lunch. And then we were maybe there for an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. We were trying to meet. We were trying to get into Zion. Yeah, we wanted to get to Zion and get our camp set up before dark and kind of yeah. sort all that stuff out. And so, um, you know, we saw it from a couple different stops. We didn't go all the way to the Grand Canyon Village. You know, it's a really slow kind of winding road that does the south rim. And sort of once you see it, you sort of get it. So each stop is just a different angle of it. Mm-hmm. It's all very awe-inspiring. Yeah. Um, but our goal was really to get to Zion. And so, uh, so then we made some sandwiches uh, on the porch and then took off. And uh, I guess Zion was another four and a half hours from Grand Canyon, something like that. It's so crazy to me. After being in the car for that long, a four-hour trip seemed so much shorter compared to the 13 hours that we had done the day before. So, I mean, it was just easy. It was really nice because I think Dad and I have similar personalities when it comes to being in the car. And so, you know, we would put on – books we listened to touching the void um nice yeah we just we switched off driving i worked on a couple of college stuff nice just created a spreadsheet for stuff um wow it's so, like two peas yeah. in a pod i know oh, yeah. really? it was super nice <laughs> yeah. it was great it was i'm sure I mean, kansas did no work too while you yeah. drove oh yeah. yes <laughs> yeah it's amazing how once you leave texas right it's almost like how many how many forests and parks mm-hmm. and stuff you're able to access you know you know, you have to drive 16 hours, like, to y'all's first stop. And then after that, it's like, you know, Well, speaking of that, other. Um, our fly fishing guide actually told us that Utah is 60% public land and mm-hmm. 40% is actually, you know, inhabitable. 
So wow. it's incredible. Or private. private. Okay. Private. And yeah. You, like you can live there. Yeah. Do you know what Texas is? I don't, but I'd assume it's a really, really, it's like really small percentage. 98, 99, I yeah. think. Private. Yeah. Well, I want to segue into a, uh, a segment that we do uh, as just speed questions. Mm-hmm. Usually it's sponsored by uh, our good friends. Please sponsor us. Spindrift. Spindrift. Uh, Shout Kansas out. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we drink so much. So Haley, our producer, has a few questions for all three of us. Okay. Uh, the, and they're First off one. topic, by the way. Okay. Book or movie that you've read or seen recently that you recommend? <laughs> you Touch, just mentioned one. Touching the Void. That's it was one. incredible. It was yeah. a really great book. And apparently it was made into a movie, which I was unaware of. And yeah, so we're going to have to check that out. That's the only way, reason I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. The yeah. book. I, I read the book uh, either as a senior in high school or as a freshman. Yeah. And it's like been in my head. You're not speed questioning. Ever since. Oh. Yeah. No, it's that. And um, what's the other one? It's The Wild. Oh, that yes. Kinda, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Into the Wild. Yeah. yeah they I did read a good that. job on that version. Yeah. Uh, for me book or movie um i watched six cents last night he's dead the whole time (laughs) (laughs) throwback yeah i do think touching the void as a book uh is so incredible if you spend any time outdoors one but there's so much that applies to just daily life because he overcomes so much he's like there he has two or three occurrences where he should have died and instead of just giving up, he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And he, he found ways to overcome exhaustion and, and hallucination and those sorts of things by creating yeah. rhythm and targets and these other things, which are things that we apply in life, you know, when we're having a hard time, set a target, achieve a target, achieve a small goal, small things. You know, yeah. he would go like 100 to that rock. As long as I get to that rock in the next three minutes or something, and he right. would get to the rock in three minutes and then right. he would. Keep and then up with the clock. For those of you who have, who have not read Touching the Void and you're not big readers, I was a big reader growing up. I It's so hard for me to sit down and focus on a book now. The audiobook was incredible. It was um, narrated by Joe Simpson himself and his partner who was on the voyage with him, um, Simon. I cannot remember his last name, but it was. It made it so much more real Simon to be able to Sinek. hear the voices through it. <laughs> no. but, yeah, that's, that's a good... Uh, um, tip is to yes, I fully the, recommend knock out that. the yeah, the audiobook. Audiobook. Mm-hmm. What's next, Haley? Gosh, also sponsored by the jazz band downstairs. I know. <laughs> if you're listening, I apologize. What is your phone's lock screen? I left my phone. Uh, my wife. Oh, Mexico. Uh, actually, it's Guanajuato. It was the view that we saw from the top of the hill. Um, with a huge stat. There's I can't remember the name of the statue, but oh yeah, in the city of I saw pictures of that. Yeah, that's cool. It was incredible. It's mine is really uh, three surfers I took a picture of in California. Oh, how fun! That's awesome. Yeah, stalker. It re- it is pretty <laughs> stalkery. Uh, I've got notifications, but um, it was like a it was actually an incredible moment. Like went and like hiked down this little cove, mm-hmm. super early morning. Fogs come through this like cove, but there's like three surfers that are just like sitting in the middle of this big giant open, not surfing. They're just sitting together. That's cool. cool. Nice. Mine's my babies. My two kids. What's your Um, Um, Your mom. Oh oh, yes. I remember that. (laughs) Your Your mom. mom. (laughs) Your mother. Okay. If you could choose anyone to have dinner with, who would it be? Dead or alive? Robert Duvall. Wow, that's a great answer. I am so, like, I he is one of the people that I would love to meet. Wow. And actually, my cousin ended up, her, I think she must have been eight or nine. She's a really social person, so she was at a cafe with her mom, and um, she was just running around the cafe meeting people and actually met Robert Duvall as he was sitting there eating, I don't know, biscuits and eggs or something crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, it was nuts. I'm she very was, jealous wow. of her. 
She was just running around the cafe meeting people. And just yes, she just, was just like did her thing. Other people, or she was just like saying hello to random people. Just saying hello to random oh. people, and then ended up saying hello to Robert Duvall himself. That's awesome. Uh, that's cool. Is that I'm in just... Utopia? It was actually. Yeah, he's yeah he's got a place mm-hmm. near where I'm from, and he there's always he's always snooping around. Have you seen Lonesome Dove? I have actually. Obviously, it's my dad's. Uh, I mean, my mom walked down the aisle to Lonesome Doves. Which song? Yeah, the theme song. The theme song, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's So, awesome. you know, that's awesome. had, I had to have seen that at one point <laughs> yeah. in my life. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But uh, Secondhand Lions, love that movie. Oh, so. great one, too. I yeah. grew up with yeah. that. Yeah. What's the question again, sir? Uh, oh, I'm oh, eating oh, with Willie, obviously. I knew obviously. Yeah, Willie. obviously. I'd say my grandpa. My late grandpa. Yeah, I'd say my mom. Yeah. Same as okay. yeah, yeah, I think we won that. Yeah. What's one bucket list activity that you have? Hmm. Um, visit the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Oh. That's just something I've been wanting to do for a while. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Glacier National Park. I'm excited. I want to yeah. go see that. I talked to somebody about Glacier on the phone today. No. Yeah, one of our customers or somebody. Small world. Hmm. Small world, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would uh, – I, Europe is one for me. I've just never been. And, uh, I'd love to step foot uh, across the pond maybe. So on the European trend, um, I, I think really my next bucket list, my wife wants to go to Italy really bad. Not necessarily Amalfi Coast or anything. We'd like to go see the old countryside – and try some of like the non-sulfided wine and some Heck of the stuff yeah. that's over there. Yeah. And our our 19th anniversary is this summer. So my goal is for our 20th anniversary that I can actually afford to fly her over to Italy for a couple weeks and see it and check it out. That'd be awesome. Uh, that, is, that being yeah. said, as Afton and I went through what you'll hear as four national parks, I thought about how many people that – don't go to national parks that all travel to Europe and all these other places and they don't even see the U S and how many foreigners we found in the national parks that have traveled over here to come see all of our national parks. And it goes back sort of to this weird human function where uh, we take for granted the things we have access to, or we don't find it as unique and special. Mm -hmm. So we go to other places to see it when we have all these amazing things in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Very true. Um, thank you, Haley. You're welcome. That's oh, all I got. What's yours? Bucket list? Yeah. I'd say Europe, too. Yeah. See the history. Yeah. The big history I just buff. like the idea of, you know, there being so much there that the United States, just, we kind of think we're on top of the world, but, yeah, you yeah. know, we don't have our roots as deep as It would change countries. your perspective, for sure. It is oh, incredible, yes. yeah. I Not to brag, but I, I have done the pyramids oh, in have you? Cairo, and that's, it is incredible. I mean, just the seeing them and, and wondering and mm. awing them how they were built and um i recommend uh that's speed questions thank you so we get to zion um i think that's where we're at in the story yeah where did we go first night so the first we night were... we went to the watchman campground in zion that was the one place that dad actually made a reservation for other than that we were just kind of you know bouncing around blm land which i love that yeah. Um, the Watchman Campground was incredible. It was incredible views. Um, he actually made a steak um, on a little, a small grill that we brought. Yeah. Uh, the Coleman. Oh yeah. There you go. And then we brought. Um, we had pasta in bags. Who's Peak Fuel? Peak Fuel. Oh man! Incredible food. My sister was it- like. Oh, she's she was telling me how the first night that she um, did the rim to rim with dad. Yeah. Um, she sat down that night and they ate it, and she said it was the greatest thing that she had ever tasted. No, it's incredible. I thought that she was over exaggerating because of how hungry she was. Yeah. But no, it's actually like really good food. Which one did y'all have? Chicken Alfredo. Yeah, it's in, yeah. We tried we had- the we did pesto pasta a couple nights. Yeah. Um, but each time. Either dad or I over poured the water. <laughs> so uh, it ended up being really noodles and chicken. Pesto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember we Cancel and I were at a trade show and they they were there mm-hmm. and they maybe just brought us a sample or something and it was like Yeah. That's the one of the better chicken off 
Fredo's period yeah. that we've had. Better than some of the restaurants I've yeah. been to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It's great. And then we had salad, too. Dad was it was shocking to me. I actually asked him, you know, if he ever imagined he would bring salad on a camping trip. And, I mean, that's kudos to my mom. She changed his appetite. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he brought some H-E-B pre-made salads. And go. we had that at least, I think, once every other night. Yeah. But, yeah, it was great. Nice. Did y'all spend a night there? We did. It cool. was it was pretty cool. I mean, you were surrounded by so many people, which compared to the peace and serenity of the night before, it was, was kind ask, of a yeah. change. Mm-hmm. But I think it was awesome. And then yeah, it's a normal campground, so, right? Sure. So you've got mm-hmm. somebody thirty or forty feet on either side of, like, on three sides of you. Now I will say, Zion did it, the Zion National Park people did an incredible job designing that campground because the they grew. Um, really tall grasses around each of the campsites so you could still see the people around you but they were it kind of felt a little bit more enclosed yeah and it wasn't just tall trees or anything it was just yeah. you know they do a grasses. good job of that mm-hmm. yeah what's the weather like this time of year it was great Brisk. i mean it was uh low in the upper or mid 50s i guess like 54 oh. to 56 at night uh, well, or when we wake up, you know, we'd, we'd go to bed, it'd be 63 or something. Yeah. And then I think the high was 80, 81, 82. Mm-hmm. Now, now we heard that last summer at the beginning of the summer, it was already in the mid nineties. Um, okay. so it that, does get really hot. And that there. normally that is maybe the case, but they had so much rainfall and some other things. I don't know. El Nino, La Nina, something, yeah. something going on. It's a little bit different. Uh, but they said that it does get really hot there, even though our elevation was like 4,500 feet. Mm-hmm. it's okay. real interesting because in zion although you're on you're on your main roadway the canyons through like tectonic plate pushing or actually rose up so you're not actually going down like at the grand canyon grand canyon's carved out of the floor we're at the floor and the canyons rise up more like rocky mountains or gotcha. something you know gotcha, yeah. but you're in this canyon that rises up above you right and the red and super colorful because of the iron content that's in them. Oh, that's right. And yeah. so you're just looking up at all these mountains like, man, this is pretty awesome. That's cool. Oh, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Is there snow? Like, can you see, like, peaks or Not in that, that area because, no, I would say that they probably do get a little bit of snow, but that is in the middle of the desert. So that area, that's right, right. There's right. very little precipitation. Um, I mean, every gotcha. once in a while they'll get huge thunderstorms that roll through. But, I mean, for the majority of the time that we were there, there was no rain. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. So y'all pack up and leave the next day from there? Mm -hmm. Yep, we just uh, uh, parked at an RV spot or something with the truck, and then we we stayed in Zion in the park and and did a bunch of hiking. Uh, Hiked like 10 miles, did Mm -hmm. four or five trails, big loops. It was great. Waterfalls that are coming, cascading down to different levels. Uh, for those of y'all who are interested in visiting that Zion, we actually kind of made most of the trails blend into each other. So we started with the Emerald Bulls Trail, or no, we started with the Cayenta Trail, which is kind of a strenuous way to get up to the Emerald Bulls. We went straight to Upper. And yes, so we went straight to Upper, and then we somehow managed to curve around and branch off from the path that we took up. And we went down to the middle pools, and then we went down a totally separate trail to get to the lower pools, which, if you can't make it to the upper and middle, they're incredible, but the lower pools, I mean, it's so beautiful. Mm. There's hanging gardens. There's just these beautiful waterfalls. Um, So you're kind of just connecting, like, trails. Yes. So then we blended that into the sand bench trail, and then we took that um, to the zion lodge and we sat and picnicked um in front of the lodge in this huge perfectly manicured manicured lawn that and just kind of rested in the shade of this huge cottonwood that they took like extra special care to um make sure you know yeah was well taken care of that's cool yeah Um, they like pump a ton of water into it to keep it going the ground is moist 24 7 Uh, so it's it's kind of like a kind of sticks out yeah mm-hmm. it's right in the middle oh, of this huge lawn huge. and the lawn lodge sits behind it okay mm-hmm. cool and, and so you that, got all these hikers that are worn out and tired oh, yes. and they're 
you get shade and some respite from the day, but the grass is cool. It's a little yeah. bit Dad wet. loved the lawn. Yeah. That's yeah, that was nice. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I watched over him. Yeah. <laughs> I could not see. You're like, we're going to spend some time here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I watched the little kids playing. It was really cute. That's awesome. Yeah. We hiked like 10 miles and we get back there and I was like, I'm going to fall up. It was awesome. And then after that, we did the, um, it's called the Riverside Trail um, to the base of the Narrows, but the water was flowing too fast for us to be able to actually do the Narrows hike, which I'm sure my ankles and my knees are kind of grateful for that because yeah, I, it's a notoriously slippery trail. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah you're basically I mean, like walking spots. through the river on River Rock. Mm-hmm. And you can either walk through the river the whole way or you're crisscrossing the river. Gotcha. But, you know, you've walked in rivers before. It's... You know, it's not real great on the joints and stuff. And right. so most people have sticks. They recommend these, like, water-type hiking boots. Mm-hmm. If the water's really cold like it was, they recommend even dry suits at some point. But but if the flow's too high, they don't let anybody get in because the people are getting knocked over and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, I gotcha. More injuries. Yeah, super fun adventure. And so, then, really cool and so then we applied for uh, – so kind of the two famous hikes in Zion are the Narrows because – and they call it the Narrows because you, walk as you narrow. walk up this, the Virgin River, the canyon becomes narrower, and they call it like a slot canyon at that point. And so mm-hmm. that's what you, if you Google, if you're listening to this and you want to look it up, you can Google the Narrows Zion, and you'll see these pictures of these uh, canyon walls coming up within, you know, 40 feet of, of mm-hmm. the river. Yeah. And so it's real pretty kind of photo, photo happy place for social media folks. Talk. Um, and also for the TikTok, you know, <laughs> for your memories too. Yeah, for memories too. Yeah. Thank and you then, humanity. and then the the second the second uh, sort of famous place is Angels Landing, mm-hmm. and it was named. You know, there was a Methodist minister or somebody that was coming through a long time ago, and he looked up at this space Story. and was like, "Well, the only way you could get up there is if you're an angel." And um, but at some point, there was a superintendent of the park that created a path to get up to one section called scout lookout and it's called his name was walter something they call it walter's wiggles because it's this really strenuous switchback that goes up they're not there's nothing funny about the wiggles i thought that there was and then we were getting up there and i wanted to cry (laughs) and get sick (laughs) it was bad but you know we made it yeah it was awesome and so uh you have to submit a permit to get up there to the angel's landing because uh, it's super narrow and steep and crazy, and we didn't realize how steep and narrow and crazy it was, but they have to limit the amount of people in the traffic. So you have to apply the day before, you submit your application, and then you get an email saying that you either did, did or did not receive your permit. Mm-hmm. And so um, so we were able to go up the next day, which was on a Saturday, mm-hmm. I guess. And we wanted to get up early because of heat and all these other sorts of things. And so we actually stayed in a hotel that night. It's just outside of Zion because otherwise it would be 35 minutes to drive into the park and this other stuff. Yeah. And then I had a bunch of work stuff. So I was kind of glad to have Wi Fi, be able mm-hmm. to connect and do that stuff. And Afton was able to get a proper shower. And nice. um, we actually, before that, uh, just for those of y'all who are interested in staying in hotels, the hotel was incredible. It was super clean. Um, they have access to uh, the Virgin River. There's a small part where you can just stand in the shallow end. It was freezing cold but dad and i ended up kind of diving in me with i had to have a lot of motivation to you know jump in the water considering dad's reaction but then i did it and then i did it again and then i got out freezing cold and then we got in the hot tub at the pool and it was incredible and we got to talk to one of the ladies that it was their second summer visiting there and she told us about the narrows and angels landing and all of that nice um, sure, that was then, nice for recovery too. Oh, yeah. Yes. After 10 miles, you're like, man, this feels hiking. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then we got up really early the next morning at, I think. Yeah, we got up at five or something. Five. Yeah. Five. And then we took the first shuttle, the 6 a.m. shuttle, to um, the base of Angel's Landing, which is actually right at the Cayenta Trail where we had gone the day before. Um, and we went pretty much straight up from there. <laughs> Yeah, you just zigzag and you're going up, and then you get to Scout Lookout, and then you transition to Angel's Landing. And Angel's Landing is, in a lot of places, it's only a 10-foot-wide trail, and you've got 1,200-foot drop-offs on either side. And there's a chain bolted in to the rock that you can hold on to. 
And I had Afton go in front of me and I'm just encouraging her the whole time. And I'm looking down like, this is nuts. Like I had a pit in my stomach, yeah. you know, and just thinking this is crazy. And it, and there were places that were really bad. And then there were other places that were worse. And then the wind really picked up and we had this crosswind. And like, I kept thinking my hat was going to blow off. Oh, I thought and so I was going to blow off. And so <laughs> your, your, your body's catching that, that blow. Yeah. And you're like, man, like I just want to lay down gosh. or crawl. It was really yeah. funny because I mean, you know, dad was being dad and was being super encouraging, but I didn't want to bring it up then because I didn't want him to lose his confidence, but I could totally hear the, you know, half like the panicked edge in his voice where it was like, you are you encouraging it. me or are you encouraging yourself? Because it kind of seems like a mixture of both. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah certainly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was and, a super and, crazy mind challenge, but we made it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very mental. And so uh, we talked about Joe Simpson a lot. Uh, <laughs> the four hikers that we were walking past must have thought void, we so. were crazy. Yeah. And uh, he just really had to dig in. And they're like, all right, lots of people come do this. Only yeah. seven or eight people have died falling now, off of it. So Yeah, only. Gosh. Rest in peace, those people. Seven and eight or eight. Yeah, right. In loving memory sure. of those who pass. Yeah. Um, but, you know. We made it there. We made it back. I got to be honest, if you are like me and you get a little bit nervous on these kind of things, um, honestly, if you're just looking to do Angel's Landing and you don't have crazy, super experience in hiking, crazy things like that, I would totally recommend making the push and doing it really early in the morning because the motivation that you had from not passing people going like through the Wiggles section of the trail if I had seen people walking down, I would have lost all of my motivation because, you know, it was so incredibly difficult. And then on Angel's Landing, there are parts of the path where it's about two feet wide, two or three feet, and then it widens out a little bit and then it, you know, narrows up again. And I think that us not having to worry about passing people was yeah, just, people it was just, an, yes, was just another gotcha. um, relief that we had. That so the fact that people weren't passing you was it was so great yeah because you're already on this skinny trail mm -hmm. you know and then yeah you don't on the way back down the... you know some guy was like uh let me just stand right here he's like please don't make a mistake though because he's off the chain oh you know gosh. and we're like sliding by and you're like oh gosh this is too mm -hmm. much man and it gets, yeah. too much. it gets crowded really fast so. yeah but okay so definitely noted yeah yeah take advantage i mean i'm not an early morning person but i fought through it and it felt incredible to a have an accomplishment done that early in the day and then b to not have to worry about just adding that other factor into just trying to survive yourself so yeah, yeah and then great. on the way down afton's knee started bothering her like my knee will start bothering me on downhill stuffers she has knee problems anyways I have very bad knee problems yeah. they're really annoying and uh man the people on the trail were so sweet just seeing me like sort of holding you know Mm -hmm. giving her some support on one side they're like are your knees okay like do you need help and somebody gave her like some cbd oil to rub on her knees yeah, and then and then nice. 10 minutes later somebody offered up a ace bandage to wrap around her knee for some compression mm -hmm. and um, other people were offering me advil which yeah and somebody's like you want to borrow my hiking sticks mm -hmm. i mean all sorts of crazy stuff it was mm -hmm. incredible and we wow. met people like that the whole trip mm -hmm. and uh afton afton i mean i think you really you noted several times like men people out yeah, here are so just nice. so happy and helpful Those people in utah man they're nice. well just in Mormons. general i mean I even when general, we were yeah. you know different stops all through yeah. everywhere people were super kind and friendly and it's because i figured people it out are outside and yeah they're, yeah they're outside they're all sharing the same experience that you are there's a bunch of dopamine yeah through the system yeah actually you know they're not putting themselves there because they don't want to be there so yeah everybody's happy it was in this yeah. place they want to be oh right. yeah and so it took us about two hours to get back down the trail um, because I had to sidestep the whole way down. Um, mm. I ended up not taking Advil because I was super afraid that my knee was, I wasn't going to feel the pain and then my knee was going to dislocate. So I have, yeah, the knee, oh. the knee issues are frightening for me. Um, pretty much on a daily basis, I always think like, okay, if I step here wrong, is this going to happen? You know, like what's going to happen if, I start running and I trip on that branch or something. So yeah. it's a constant mind battle. And then the thing that did it to me was when we were on Angel's Landing, I was folding my knees like all the way up because I was so scared to fall that I was staying as low to the ground as I could. And then just getting back down, you know, you have to lower yourself down some really steep steps. Um, yeah. And so I think that much strain on my leg really kind of 
yeah. messed it up. Um, so dad half piggybacked me, half just held my hands while I was trying to get down the yeah. super steep path. But we ended up making it. You and did then, it. Yeah, and then we hobbled along the sand bench trail, and then I finally got to lay in that grassy area, and it was incredible. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was great though. I mean, dad was, you know, number one dad in that yeah. moment. It was super great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, uh, after leaving the lodge, we went back to the truck. We went to St. George to go get her some knee braces. We went to start the truck. One of the batteries was dead. We had to get a jump. So then we ended up at Napa buying a battery and I replaced the battery in the parking oh. lot. And then uh, bought a jump pack just in case we were out in remote land and we can't start the truck. Because I thought maybe yeah. there was a camper thing going because the isolator pack was making noise while we were camped out. And normally it's not supposed to. That keeps the truck battery from draining off the camper battery. Any event. So we drove to St. George, did all that stuff, and then ended up at BLM land that night. And uh, uh, Smithsonian Butte. It's yeah, Smithsonian really incredible Butte. incredible place in case, BLM. you know, I like to camp. So. Yeah. Why is it I, called that, I wonder? Uh, it's a Butte. I don't know why Smithsonian. Oh, okay. But it's really pretty. It's super great land. That's cool. Um, we were there. We happened to be in Zion area during the three weeks of cedar gnat season. So they have cedar juniper trees like Real we cedar. do. Nope, oh. same thing. It's oh. also a juniper okay. that they call cedar tree and huh. vice versa. They have the juniper berries and stuff. But they have a gnat that lives inside the bark and comes out. Mm. And so uh, uh, we tried to eat out on this beautiful viewpoint, you know, and they're like, keep swarming us. So we kind of <sighs> we get, get a big fire going and smoke and we're trying to keep them off. And, um, and at some point I didn't realize that they bite. But so we were sitting, we'd finished dinner and we're like drinking some tea, watching the sun go down and and they weren't so bad, but I was like, just let them cover all over my legs. I'm I'm fine with stuff crawling on me. It'll be fine. And they bit the poop out of me. Oh my! Oh, no. And I've got I've got all these bites and scars all over my ankles and my legs they and my waist and my you. elbows and everything. Fun. And at he some point, I'm himself so that I didn't have to have bugs crawling on me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I just you know, I'm crawl. unscathed. So <laughs> yeah, I just said they're like, I'll just let them crawl on me and they'll be fine. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, ow, are they biting yeah. me? Like, what are these? These aren't gnats from yeah. Texas, man. Yeah. These are bloodthirsty. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. It was so. Yeah. And then, yeah, and the next morning we had another experience with them um, when we went canyoneering. So that was fun. So maybe some bug spray. <laughs> yeah, except yeah, only the eucalyptus work. type bug spray will work, the really mm -hmm. heavy stuff, yeah, which I used to use in sea drift all the time because mm -hmm. mosquitoes are yeah. so terrible down there. Yeah. But yeah, normal bug spray does not work on them. Okay. It's insane. Okay, They're noted. like bloodthirsty little demons. I. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, why do these even? Oh, and are they so even here? Yes, oh, exactly. That's that's one of the things. Mosquitoes, leeches, and uh, cedar nets. You're like, all right, so the bats, you know, have something to eat. Yeah. But, I mean. I don't <laughs> know. Bats yeah. eat lots of other things, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then we ha hired a guy the next day from oh, Zion cool. Adventure Company, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, Whitney was her name, and she led us through a full day of canyoneering. So, we're, like, rappelling into these slot canyons and down climbing. Oh, that's and, sweet. Uh, what else were we doing? Friction slides. Uh, canyon elevators. Yeah. That was fun. Um, it was awesome. If y'all do end up using Zion Adventure Company or just wanted, are interested in doing slot canyons at all, Yankee Doodle was what we did. And it's about an hour drive away from where we were. Um, but it was super cool. There was It was very narrow. and Real narrow, real tall. Very tall, yes. Um, lots of rappelling, lots of down climbing, but it was really incredible. Yeah, that's cool. So sometimes it's nice to have a day where you know you've got a guide and yeah, and mm -hmm. with with a lot of things, fishing and stuff yeah. too and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. So sorry. Uh, we had, a, I had a brace on my right knee and I had another brace on my backpack for my left and I figured out how to maneuver around, you know, keeping that leg as straight as possible, <laughs> which it worked out pretty well. Um, nice. But yeah, it was crazy. Every down climbing scenario, I mean, it couldn't have been more than a five foot drop, but it was just a mind game every single time. Yeah. And once you get down, you know, it's kind of disheartening to be like, oh, okay, I was this panicked over something that, you know, really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But um, I did it. And, you know, it's, it's incredible to have that feeling of accomplishment. And yeah. we did, you know, some rock slides and stuff. Or not rock slides, like the disaster 
but where you can slide on a rock. rock. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And so it was pretty great. And there were definitely a ton of cedar gnats at the top of the canyon. And then once you got further down, they started to disappear. So it was pretty great. Yeah. Then they return once you crawl back out. But that's awesome. So what's next? What's the, what's the, what's yeah. The then we drove there? to Bryce Canyon that night uh, and yeah. uh, camped out in the Lincoln national forest mm -hmm. and uh, got up in the morning, went into Bryce national national park and, um, we did the three hour trail ride. So instead of like hiking around and doing all that, since we had done three days of hiking and canyoneering, we just got on horses and rode horses all through there the canyon. Go. It was like a 12 or 13 mile horse ride. Wow. That's pretty awesome. great. So you got to see everything, take pictures and you know, it's fun to be on horses and yeah. she's ridden when she was younger. And so that was a good time. Yeah. And then went back pretty much to the same campsite. That's cool. And the great thing is that the Lincoln national forests are these, uh, designated camp spots less than a mile from the entrance of Bryce national park. So you don't, there's only one park that you can camp at in Bryce, I believe. And there's an incredible cool lodge. There's a bunch of log cabins and stuff, cool. uh, which looked great also, but we were on the camping program. And so, um, so we camped out again and then got up the next day and met a guide near uh Canyon reef or capital reef, uh, mm -hmm. area of Utah to go fly fishing. And we fished nice. in fish lake, fish lake, which is the, the deepest natural fish lake biggest largest deepest natural lake in utah mm -hmm. wow we caught a bunch of perch yes he caught a trout we i caught, did not cut one trout and uh Rainbow? we tried tried some river yep we tried yep. some uh uh river fishing mm -hmm. uh but the creek there was so much snow melt and so much flow and we yeah. got a ton of rain the day before like while we were on this horse ride I told Afton, like, put on long johns, then your jeans, and then you need to have a long sleeve shirt, and you need to have a jacket, and then you need to have a rain slicker. And she's like, Dad, so much stuff. I'm like, if it rains, you're going to want that yeah. base layer. You're going to be freezing cold. And a ton of people were bailing because it was raining while we are getting on the horses. Oh, really? And uh, the first hour, 45 minutes or so, it was, like, raining on us while we are riding. But that base layer, you know, kept the, kept the heat because cotton, you know, how cotton will just yeah, suck yeah. all the body heat out of you. Yeah. And uh, so that was a big fun time. Yeah, uh, I turned around at one point and I was like, thank you, Dad, <laughs> yeah. for your advice. But uh, but fishing was fun, but all that rain and everything, the river fishing was just a little bit slower. Oh, yeah. And we only fished for about four hours, I think, mm -hmm. uh, minus a couple, like 45 minutes driving, I guess. Mm -hmm. Cool. And uh, And then we headed to Moab, right, after that? Yes. Wait. Yes, we did. We went to Moab, um, and then. Oh, we oh, went to Arches National Park. Well, we that we'll evening. Stop. Oh yeah, we did. We did Arches, and we got to see the Balancing Rock. And that was kind of a last minute thing too. We were cool. like, "Oh, Arches is right here." So mm -hmm. we were sort of balancing this deal. And some friends of ours live in Colorado, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to be there Tuesday. Y'all should swing by and shower off, and like mm -hmm. sleep in a bed, and eat a meal or whatever on your way in." So. So we originally were going to have a rest day on Monday. So we moved our guides a day earlier so we could squeeze in to go see them. Nice. And so Arches was just kind of a last minute deal. And uh, we're driving in like, man, I think we let's go drive through. And uh, super cool. Just yeah. this weathered stone. You can look at the pictures. Maybe we'll plug some up on the video. But, yeah. you know, you've got these uh, windows carved out of rock and these gigantic vertical walls of sandstone. And uh, yeah. All sorts of cool features. So we just really did the drive thing on that. We're like, cool, cool, saw it, you know, sort of stood amazing. through yeah. some amazing arches and experienced like the mm -hmm. grandeur of it all. I liked right. the Arches National Park for what we had done that day because it was a singular road that took you through the park. You could do different viewing spots. And then at the very end of the park, um, we did a short trail. We did actually, I think, three short trails that kind of all just merged into one. Um, and we got to see the tunnel arch and then the pine arch. And then we got to see the landscape arch, which is the biggest um, natural rock arch, I think, in the world. Um, like 200 and something feet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wide. It's Crazy. about 290 feet, actually. Actually. <laughs> and um, in 1981, no, 1991, there was a couple of uh, hikers that were able to sit underneath the there's a short spur trail that used to go underneath Landscape Arch where they could just sit and enjoy the views. Um, and they were sitting there 
and there's they started hearing a sound that kind of felt sounded like popcorn or something crackling and they saw little pebbles falling from the arch and so they ran out as fast as they could and i think that they said that something like 800 tons i think it was 180 tons 180 of rock tons. fell from yep. the arch yes Whoa. so all these arches are growing and failing and falling like mm -hmm. they're constantly changing and and there the, were everybody got out. out nobody got hurt but yes. these huge wow. like the size of small automobiles i mean the size of this fell. room like a section of it just was like boom wow yes. so has that still happened they don't have the spur trail it's closed now um nothing has fallen from the arch since so it's been almost 20 years okay. over 20 years and um they now, just are super scared to reopen yeah, it to the public just for safety concerns but you know right because and they have scientists yeah. that's in like sound waves through all the arches and stuff now so they can actually measure it and try to figure out and when anticipate if something's going to fail or what the integrity of the different rock formations and are. will it i mean at some point eventually. yeah at some yeah. point it's going to fall wow there's I mean, this balancing rock thing it's basically mm -hmm. a a boulder that's of a different material than the foundation beneath it the foundation keeps getting smaller each year as weathering happens and there's at some point that gonna, tower is going to fall and the rock's going to Wow, that's and that feature won't be there anymore. You'll never wow, get to see amazing. it. Yeah. I mean, we we're talking about Afton's grandkids might go there and be like, and not, not see it. And it's just like on its side. Yeah, it's just like a like rock laying on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, and you'll be able to be like, what happened back in my day? That was yeah. standing up. Yeah, yeah. Back when I was a young one, my dad and I saw <laughs> yeah. this rock on that a pedestal. Up. You're like, they're like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Check you when we get you to Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Sure. No, but it was. A really that was a really cool stop i don't regret it um and then we camped outside of arches yeah on some more public land and afton's like let's keep going to the top you know i'm like it's getting pretty rough and she's like yeah i want to see the sunset from up there so we're in the rig you know just like <laughs> like yeah. crawling up the side of this thing yeah. it was a great sunset i got my view yeah. that's awesome. her view yeah like, oh, i'm gonna go back down and yes. like everything inside the camper was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> like rocking all over the place yeah feel uh, bad about that but, but it was good it worked out no it was a great view yeah, and then uh and then we went and visited our friends it was like a three-hour drive over to to the ura area in colorado and then wow, and then beelined it back on that friday that's not that's not that far, far. yeah it was really everything close. Yeah. is so close compared to how the texas. size of texas yes yeah. yeah i mean you just drive half of our trip over half of our trip on wednesday just driving into um Gila National Forest. I mean, the majority of it was just trying to get out of Texas. I mean, it's that, nice. that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's six, seven hours to get to West Texas it's really so off certain ridiculous. parts yes. of it. Yeah. I mean, I love that about Texas, but at the same time, it's kind right. of ridiculous. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I would say if you've got seven days and you want to recreate that trip, uh, camp in Gila National Forest, go see the Grand Canyon, then drive to Zion mm -hmm. uh, day yeah. two, and then uh, hike a couple days, and then you can go ride the horses through the stable at Bryce Canyon day four or whatever, how many days you want to hike in Zion. Yeah. And then uh, if you want to fish, you can do that and then drive over to Arches and Moab and then head back. I mean, in five to seven days, you can do that whole loop. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty incredible. So cool. And then Friday, we just beelined it. We left at 520 or something in the morning. It okay. took us about 30 minutes to get down the mountain from our uh, friend's ranch. And then um, – uh, and then got home to an air conditioner not working at our house in New Braunfels. Yeah. And got back it's to so cool here, right? 98 degrees that day. Uh, yeah. So swapped the capacitor on the AC the next morning. But Fun. Yeah. Uh, Haley, do you have another um, on the state for us? I do. On the state, July 21st, 1969, Neil Armstrong becomes the first person to walk on the moon. No kidding. Yeah. 65? Well, if you believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. okay, <laughs> okay. 1965? 1969. 69. Yeah. And uh, speaking of adventure, and uh, that's an incredible adventure. What's also crazy to think about is that the Wright brothers had the first man flight in, uh, it was a glider, though, I believe. Yeah. Fun fact. I don't remember if it was power powered, but it was like 1907 or 1917 or something like that. So you think about it. Basically, 50 years after man figured out how to fly, we sent a rocket and a man to the moon. Right. Yeah. That's incredible innovation. Yeah. It is incredible innovation, but almost 50 years after that, yeah. seems like we forgot how to. Uh, yeah. True. It's true. 
Yeah. Fun fact, though, uh, Neil A. backwards is alien, so. <laughs> you know, That's incredible. Stoke that the flames. I had never heard of that. that oh, man, incredible. I've been going down rabbit holes looking at videos. Same, same. Really? It's unbelievable. Yeah, you can yeah. see, like, little wires and stuff picking up people. Picking up people, moving <laughs> yeah. around. All I'm going to say is I challenge people to go just look into it. One giant leap for man or just one giant leap for Hollywood? Uh, <laughs> bum, bum, Big conspiracy uh, theorists. Well, I worked at NASA for a couple of years, so I, <laughs> yeah. I definitely believe we made it there because yeah. I saw some incredible stuff, all yeah. the pressure testing things yeah. and whatever. But um, uh, and my grandfather was working at NASA when we went to the moon, which oh. is kind of interesting. That is cool. Yeah. Um, but I do think that um, you know, it's really expensive to do that too. And so when That's... you're like go up there a few times, you're like. Mm. All right, what's next? We kind of did this. <laughs> yeah. It's like we went up to Angel's Landing, we hiked, and we were like, "All right, yeah. are we going to do that again?" Yeah, yeah probably, not. probably not. We did yeah. it though. We the, can say the we did energy it. and yeah. the time. And we can say like, we did it. Yeah, uh, that is cool. Well, after what um, is something that you learned about yourself or just in general um, from this trip? There were a lot of moments during the trip where I felt that you know I couldn't do something either. It, you know, because it was too intimidating or too arduous. Um, but I think something that I learned about myself was that the majority of what I was feeling was just mind blocks. Mm -hmm. So if you can just overcome that and start to trust yourself, which I did towards the end of the trip, it just, I don't know, you can do incredible yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. So Certainly there's, there's uh, and you'll be able to take that with you, you know, mm -hmm. in all aspects of your life, I'd mm -hmm. say. And I mean, I definitely did have some physical frustrations um, yeah. with my knees, but I think that, you know, I overcame it and I ended up having a great time and definitely having a positive outlook towards whatever you go through. Yeah. Um, especially on that trip was, it helped me get through it and um, it helped me have a fun time. So. Yeah, I think one of the incredible things that I recognize about Afton on the trip, you know, you spend 10 days with your kid who you think you know really well, but like <laughs> this ability to sort of uh, uh, change plans and you're, you know, you have to little be a little bit free to deal with what comes up. Yeah. And she was the whole time like, yeah, let's go get a battery for the truck. Like, <laughs> what? Rolls down the window. Hey, Dad, you need any help with that battery? Yeah. No, I got it. Okay, you're doing a great job. You know? <laughs> and and cedar nets and all the things, yeah. like not showering all the time. And, you know, we're using shower pouches, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, and, like, just all the adversity that you have when you have a trip. But are those are the things that create memories. Randomly stopping mm -hmm. into these pizza shops and having a view. And, like, you just, yeah. I don't know, all these people that you meet and all the experience of it. You know, yeah. having a having an open mindset to be able to allow those experiences to happen without being frustrated by those experiences, mm -hmm. having a little play in your window, you know, allows yeah. for it to not be so, so challenging. Yeah. And I think that, um, uh, you know, I've Afton's now the third kid that I've taken on an independent trip like this. And, and the others were, well, I guess, I guess Tessa's trip was pretty much just for that. No, it was a lot of work mixed in with some, some travel stuff. Right. And then Gunnison and I have been on hunting trips, but each one, when you spend a day with your kid, you just really, not a day, when you spend a trip right. solo with your kid, you really learn who they are and what their accomplishments can be and what they're capable of. And, um, and they learn a lot about themselves and we kept talking like, man, it's so hard to do camping trips with everybody. Why is that? And I sort of think now that she's done back some backpacking and hiking and Noah's done some and Tessa a little bit that we're probably more ripe as a family to be able to go do it and everybody contribute and know what to expect versus us having four kids that we're trying to like teach juggle the emotions and, and teach and everything. Yeah. That now we could probably go institute that, you know, maybe even yeah. later this summer and make a trip that really yeah. uh, becomes fun for everybody and everybody's participating and yeah. expectations and stuff. Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> easy on the table. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Well, often this is a question that we ask everybody that comes on the show. Uh, it's in one sentence, if you can, what does the outdoors mean to you? You can think about it. I believe that the outdoors is um, it's a place full of opportunity and unlimited growth, not only for itself, but for you. And it's a place where you can obviously you just go outside and you can find yourself in incredible spots. You can find higher meaning. And yeah, yeah. I think it's just an incredible place for I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it holds a lot for humanity as well as just for itself and for its natural proceedings. Yeah. That's a great answer. Well, thank you guys for coming on. And uh, that's awesome. Sounds like an awesome trip. Hope it inspires people to, to, you know, go take a trip with your daughter or your dad and uh, just get outside. Yeah. I can't say enough. Uh, take a kid camping. Yeah. Just get outside. Yeah. Thank so you, fun. girl on TikTok, for yeah, yeah. <laughs> sending us design vis a vis her tunnel video. Apparently, yeah. it's a really cool tunnel. Super yeah, cool. that's right. You gotta make your own. I do. I will. Probably. Maybe for Pac Meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Thank you.